America's been drinking beer from a company that doesn't even know which restroom to use. That's why I created Conservative Dad's ultra-right, 100% woke-free beer. As conservatives, we're constantly getting hit in the face, left and right, by the woke mind virus. But the last place we want it is in our beer. If you know which bathroom to use, you know what beer you should be drinking. Stop giving money to woke corporations that hate our values. And to the rest of you woke corporations, stay the away from our kids. Buy yours online in 42 states at ultrarightbeer.com. Tastes like freedom. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. Senator Rand Paul was allegedly assaulted at his home. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad is taking over. We have come to take our country back. also worries that civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go, Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you are now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island drywall declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. You know what's really funny? I talked about this before when we first talked about Hunter Car- Hunter Carlson. Well, I remember Hunter Biden earlier got to me still. Anyway, when we first talked about many, it seems like forever ago, when Tucker Carlson came out and talked about, for example, America 
committing a terrorist act and blowing up Nord Stream and saying that the Russians didn't do that and then calling out the dam attack as being Ukraine led calling out the uh, the Poland the missile into Poland as being fired from Ukraine pretty much being counter Russia bad Ukraine holier than thou narrative from the very beginning I figured that'd be something to get him fired but it wasn't at least not on paper But Tucker has become one of the loudest voices in the mainstream conversation against continuing funding for the bullshit NATO, all right, NATO proxy war that we call the Ukraine-Russia conflict, which is really a Russia-NATO conflict. That being said, let's get right into it. Tucker, Tucker demolishes Chris Christie after disgraced former governor tells ABC News that Tucker is wrong for opposing Ukraine aid. Yeah, and you're wrong for every deep-fried hostess item you've ever shoved down your fucking greasy maw. Chris Christie, you like the boomer from Left 4 Dead. Shut the fuck up. Chris Christie went on a vacation, went to beaches, got haircuts, did all the things... That he told the people in his state they weren't allowed to do during the pandemic. But he was allowed to. And now here he is saying that we're that, that you're wrong and Tucker's wrong for saying that hardworking Americans' money should not be wasted in Ukraine on a war that's not ours. That's solely to protect twofold. One, one to expand NATO's personal interests. And two, to cover up Joe and Hunter Biden and multiple other politicians' corrupt business dealings in Ukraine. No, fuck you. Nah, get real on this. And let's get into this article by Cullen Linebarger. Disgraced former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie claims that he can kick President Donald Trump's ass, but but is afraid of tough questions from an actual journalist. As Mediate reported, Christie was being interviewed by ABC News anchor George Stephanopoulos regarding Tucker's righteous criticisms of the never-ending USA to Ukraine. As the Gateway Pundit readers know, billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars, hundreds of billions of taxpayer dollars, ostensibly for aid, H in quotes, has gone missing in Ukraine. Yet, the Uniparty continues to deplete our national stockpile of weapons, amongst other things. Christie replied that he had been in Iowa for the Family Leadership Summit on Friday. All those interviews are on the BitChute channel if you want to go check them out. On Friday, he would have called Tucker out for being wrong. Quote, I would have said you're all, you've always been wrong about this, Tucker, and you're still wrong. Just didn't have it in you, did you, though? Tucker responded, with a tweet that demolished so-called a so-called tough guy, Christie. He pointed out that while the former New Jersey governor is happy to yuck it up with his allies on ABC, he is too scared to answer real questions. Quote, Oh, that's something to do here. Moving on. Sounds like this could use a longer conversation. We just asked, quote, at Gov Christie, to sit down and explain his views on Ukraine, and he refused. You hate to think that Chris, that Chris Christie and is a blustery coward who, who plays the tough guy 
with sycophants at ABC but won't answer real question, but who knows? We hope he reconsiders. Sounds like this could could use a longer conversation. We asked at Gov Christie to sit down and explain his views on Ukraine, and he refused. Uh, rereading that, moving on. All these are just tweets, and that is the end of this article. Now let's see what some of the comments on here have to say. Toad, this blimp couldn't f- <laughs> this blimp couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. And down here, Remco Kimber, nice reference, says, Christie held a rally the other day. There were dozens in attendance. Most of them were... (laughs) There were dozens in attendance. Most of them were glazed. But there were a few jelly ones. Uh, Slytherin says, I love it. Oh, and fuck Ukraine and Crispy, Crispy Chris Christie. Crispy Chris, Crispy Cream Chris Christie. I like that. I like that a lot. But that brings us to the end of this episode of Inside of War Walls. Just a short little one. Again, go watch any of those videos of Tucker Carlson just destroying these candidates one by one by one. The only one left that night looking good was legit Vivek Ramaswamy. But... We have another story to get into, and I will talk to you guys then. Special report is up next with Brett. Jesse, I'm here. I just can't seem to get rid of this filter. Um, I'm I'm here though. Uh, I'm I'm not a bear. 
That is hilarious. That's fantastic. He is a bear. It's Brett Bear, the host and anchor of Special Report, weeknights at 6 right here on the Fox News Channel. Hello, Brett Bear. And we should point out, your Christmas card every year says, uh, Merry Christmas from the four bears. So you're proudly a bear. That's but right. you're making fun of that guy who got the cat filter stuck. After that video went viral and the five was talking about it, I said to my staff, we have to figure out how to make fun of this in the handoff because <laughs> every night is a different thing with the handoff at the five. Right. And so, of course, the technological whizzes figured it out and uh, we had a little fun there. Yeah. But, you know, Brett, I worry because you worked so hard to continue the credibility of the show after Brit Hume turned over the reins. Do you think Brit Hume would have ever done that? Absolutely. I actually don't. No, I don't think so. But uh, you totally floored that. For the five, you never know what you're getting from Jesse and Greg. So yes. I wanted to throw it back a little bit. Nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you can. My daughter sends me like the little pig or the bear using her little voice in the morning while I'm on air, and it's so cute. Yeah. So um, that was really funny. You did great. Hey, welcome back. And you know, continuing to talk about the decimation of absolute garbage brands that have absolutely ruined and diluted this country, Fox News is Tucker Carlson's replacement. Jesse Waters sees eight hundred thousand drop in viewers. Eight hundred thousand viewers just tuned out right after he took over. Watch the one, and we're gone. Mm, we're good. You're not gonna sit through this whole episode. Fuck this, whack ass. And I've said before, Jesse Waters is okay. He's very much Fox News' version of, like, you know, the safe or corporate press Tucker. You know, they really wanted to try and... I was like, if they wanted to show that this wasn't anything about like, what Tucker was saying, they would probably put somebody like Will Kane on his show, but that would never happen. You would never see Will Kane with, like, his own primetime Fox show. It's a little, he's a little too, too, uh, a, little, a little too much for them to be doing that kind of stuff. Jesse Waters, like he, you know, he, he he's legacy Fox anchor. You'd expect him to do better than this, but he didn't. And Fox spent months just kind of trying to figure out, and it was like kill me for a while, and a couple of people before and after him. So they settled on Jesse Waters, something that people predicted from the very beginning, something that people were people were saying that if Jesse Waters took over Tucker Carlson's show, it would be seen as a stab in the back. And here we are. So, let's continue on. Jesse Waters' primetime has failed to match his predecessor's ratings for the coveted 8 p.m. slot. The first show marked the network's attempts to move on from Carlson, who was fired days after Fox settled its Dominion defamation lawsuit. Fox News' Jesse Waters' Waters, first primetime show uh, fell well short of the traditional viewership pulled in by fired host Tucker Carlson in the coveted 8 p.m. time slot. Waters, 45, Fox's choice to replace the firebrand Carlson in the pivotal slot and 800,000 fewer views. Ooh, and had 800,000 uh, fewer viewers. Fewer viewers than his predecessor, Jesse Waters, primetime, which aired... Yeah, you guys are just enjoying this ad. Which aired at... Uh, aired for the first time Monday evening. A, uh, attracted 2.4 million... I swear I'm just having a hard time reading. It has nothing to do with the ad. I swear. 
uh, 2.4 million viewers compared to Carlson's usual 3.2 million. Yeah. Again, like I was talking about in the one episode earlier, of the first, some of the first recordings I put up today. Carlson regularly outperforms himself on Twitter compared to what he was getting on actual TV, on Fox News. And people act like he's dwindling in popularity. Waters, who already hosted pop, who already hosts popular weekday show The Five, used his first night to discuss Hunter Biden's cocaine traces being discovered at the White House and transgendered rights. It was Waters' first 8 p.m. show since Carlson's uh, Carlson was fired by the network in April, days after Fox settled its legal fights with Dominion voting systems for 787.5 million over defamation allegations related to the 2020 presidential election. We'll come back to these videos here in a second. Despite Carlson's loyal following not all tuning into Waters' show, his figures easily bested his rivals on CNN and MSNBC, according to the ratings data compiled by Nelson. MSNBC's All In with Chris Hayes had 1.222 million viewers on Monday, and CNN's Anderson Cooper 360 had 668,222 viewers. Yeah, again, this is why CNN has to celebrate motherfuckers getting sandwiches. They literally have nothing. They're just anything that might promote in the algorithm. Anything to get an eye on them because they're flailing. You think you Do you think CNN will make it? you think the 2024 elections will save CNN? Or do you think CNN will be dead by 2025? What do you guys think? That's the question for the comments. Uh, moving on. Waters debuted in the 8 p.m. slot. Also saw ratings raised by 60% compared to the weeks since Carlson was fired in April. And a series of temporary hosts were used. At one point, Waters' mother called into the show to warn her son against falling into the, quote, conspiracy rabbit holes. Yikes. Bad looks. And as for those people who were like, Jesse Waters is just like Tucker Carlson. He's one of the good ones there. And I was like, not really. If he was, he would have quit. And he definitely wouldn't take that show. And then he took the show and he didn't quit. And I was like, yeah, no, he's exactly what I thought he would be. Anyway, quote, Do not tumble into any conspiracy rabbit holes. We do not want to lose to lose you and we want no lawsuits. His clinical psychologist mother Ann said. Oh, buddy. That's rough. Did, did your mommy call in today? Did, did, did mommy tell everybody how, how, how proud she was of her big strong boy? Mm? Jesus Christ. Well, it's good to know that one of your viewers was your fucking mammy. Quote, in keeping with the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. We need, we need you to be kind and respectful. He's not a doctor. That oath doesn't apply to him. He didn't take it. As far as I know, he's not a, he's not in the medical field, so shove it up your ass, old lady. Quote: Use your voice responsibly to promote uh, to promote conversations that maintain a narrative thread. That really, really, there really has been enough Biden bashing, and the laptop is old. Perhaps you could suggest that your people take less interest, for example, in other people's bodies. And talk about that, she added. What an old, ditzy, dumb cunt. Hey, Jesse, how about you tell your mom to shut the fuck up? 
Do you hear this? This is what's on Fox News now. Sean Hannity begged Trump two years ago to pardon Hunter Biden, to just let it all go and not not to pursue anything. And Trump said, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm going to absolutely pursue charges. And now Jesse Ward's mom is calling in to the viewing. I wonder where all these viewers went after the show started. Episode one of Jesse Waters taking over for Tucker Carlson tonight. And his fucking mommy calls in and says, don't talk about the laptop. That's old news. Old news that was suppressed and buried that, like, factually manipulated the outcome of the election. Right. Oh, yeah, don't, don't, don't sit here and talk about how bad the president is. What, what are you, like a, a reporter, like a journalist? Why would you be talking about the president and how he's doing his job? I think that's enough of that. I think as a, like, a journalist, my son, you shouldn't be talking about like press and news-related items. Like, who the fuck is this dumb old twat? Can we put her in a fucking home, please? Clearly, this clinical pathologist bitch is out of her fucking gourd. Christ, call it user's voice responsibility. You fuck off, you old bitch. The 8 p.m. slot is traditionally the most sought after in cable news and has caused something of a headache for Fox News since Carlson's exit. The former star has since launched a new version of his show on Twitter. We already know all of this, but contract with Fox runs out until 2025, yet they're doing nothing to stop him. Though with the direct payout from Twitter now, maybe that will change. In a three-minute video announcing his new show, captioned We're Back, uh, posted to his Twitter page in May, the controversial cable star slammed the mainstream media and said anyone who tries to tell the truth will be disposed of. Before the announcement, Carlson's powerful attorneys sent an aggressive letter to Fox arguing that the $25 million non-complete provision in his contract is no longer valid, which would run, which would, in turn, allow him to launch a a competing show or media entity. In the video, Carlson53 told his followers... Quote, starting soon, we will bring you a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. Look, you guys have seen this video. I'm just going to move on past these quotes, right? But you get it. Quote, we bring uh, some of the other things too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. You get it? Moving on. Gonna scroll down here. It has also been reported that Carlson is looking to start his own media organization. Uh, well, we forget the Daily Caller. He started that. Carlson is planning a venture with Neil Patel, a former policy advisor to Dick Cheney. People familiar with the matter told the Wall Street Journal the pair. Ooh, that's not great. By the way, the Dick Cheney connection's rough. The pair, who met as roommates at Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut, went to adopt longer versions of the free videos the social media platform offers. Carlson's team met with Twitter representatives in recent weeks to discuss their plans, and the, uh, the Journal reported conservative commentators, including former Fox News host Megyn Kelly and Bill O'Reilly, have increasingly sought subscriber-funded uh, funded long-form video as a lucrative business opportunity. It would not surprise me if they teamed up. Not at all. 
Alright. Let's see how the comments look. Alright, we're only read three of them. Goaty again says, If you want those big ratings like Tucker had, Jesse, you'll have to make up even more outrageous lies than he told. Get busy, son. I challenge you to spot the lie and point it out. Because I don't see it. And even then, you're just not going to get those numbers because Tucker Carlson is going to make more money than Jesse Waters on an independent platform while he builds his own network around him. So, sure, you can point and scream, he's lying! But unless you're able to articulate what the lies are, you're sort of just pointing and yelling at a rapidly growing entity that's becoming more and more powerful the longer you just point and yell at it. How about you bring some facts with you to actually dismantle this creature? Instead, you bring nothing. But lull, moving on. Uh, Muttley is right, said, They lost me with the new lineup. Tucker was the only sensible one to watch. Agreed. Darren58 says, Waters and Hannity, the two fattest heads on TV have driven me away from Fox. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. And, uh, bah, says, plus one. Those two are weak. Hannity is really annoying. I was just shitting on him for Hannity and Combs not too long ago, too. So, yeah. No, absolutely. Now let's check out some of these videos we got here, shall we? Before we begin, I just want everybody to know how humbled I am about this opportunity. Humility is usually not a word you associate with Jesse Waters, but I'm truly honored. I'm following in the footsteps of two true professionals in this time slot, 8 o'clock, and I'll continue the tradition of excellence. But I come from a different place. Fox was my first job out of college 20 years ago. I started off in the basement, freelance, making minimum wage, slapping labels on tapes. And a few years later, I had my big break. And let's just say I wasn't camera ready. Two people independently verified that they smoke crack on a regular Jesus basis. Jesus so, um, you know, we were able to verify that. He looks like he smokes crack on a regular fucking basis. He looks like Ben Shapiro with a severe methadone addiction. We, we found out that they basically don't work. Uh, no one has a job at any of the three of them. And um, they're, they're, they're low lives. And no one in the town wants anything to do with them whatsoever. Uh, I've come a long way. We've come a long way. From Waters World Weekends to the five, and then to the seven. Do you know who Jesse Waters is? No. I'm Waters. You Jesse Waters? Yeah. We finally got our hands on the mountains of evidence that the Pelosi's have spent months trying to cover up. The Constitution says it plain and simple. You can impeach a president for high crimes, treason, and bribery. They don't want to know whose coke it was, but we do, and we'll get to the truth. That I promise. I'm at ground zero practically right now. I don't feel safe. We love you guys, and anything you need, let us know. This is garbage. I don't think I support the restrict back. You co-sponsored it two days ago. Okay, all right. Yep, see, makes me look bad. Dylan wants waters in prison. Waters wouldn't do well in prison. Your hair gel probably costs more than a gallon of gas. I'm going to shove my foot so far up <laughs> your ass, it's going to dangle out your nose. Blackface is giving us black lung. Hunter said, Daddy, lock them up. A champion has been crowned in the 2023 primetime nickname bracket. Binder and why are you dressed up as a raccoon? Well, isn't it fun? <laughs> Oh, God, dude. Every time I see you, it just hurts my brain. <laughs> Nobody says the news has to be boring. We're going to represent, inform, and entertain. Like I said before, the relationship I have with you... Well, you're nailing it so far, I bud. love you. I respect you. And when you text or call me, I listen to you. Everything we do, we do it for you. When a toxic train wrecked in East yeah, Palestine, I really Ohio, that there. parasocial bond. Yeah, yeah, I can, County, I can feel it. And now when cocaine shows up in the White House, we're not satisfied with the explanation. Because if it was my cocaine, or if it was your cocaine, not that we do cocaine, we'd be in jail. But since it's the White House's nah. cocaine, all they have is a 500-person suspect with that shit. they refuse to narrow down. And the politicians who used to care about White House scandals don't care at all. 
Fox, right? Yes, I'm I mad did. at Fox. Okay. Not you, you're great, but I'm mad at Fox. What's up? Okay, I wanted to know if you have concerns that there was an illicit substance brought to the White House and no one seems to be able to find out whose it was. I'm concerned always about illicit substances. No harm, no foul, and we move on. Why do you think the Secret Service doesn't care that cocaine was found? No harm, no foul, we're moving on. They care. There's thousands of people who go in and out of the White House. If you all want to be strip searched, uh, you know, for substances before you go into the White House, um, that's something that, you know, you should work with the Secret Service to see if they can accommodate. We need to do an investigation. If there's an illegal drug, find who. They're ending their investigation, though. Is that a problem? They, I, I think that, I, I'm sorry, I'm just not up on the details. I didn't know they were ending the investigation. No, if you have concerns that there's cocaine found at the White House, it's a risk to our national security. I mean, it's obviously a problem to have cocaine in the White House. I hope they figure out how that happened. But the Secret Service has ended their investigation without figuring out whose cocaine it was. Do you think that's a problem? If there was cocaine in my office or in my house, I'd want to know how it got there. But Joe Biden doesn't want to know. I wonder why. You said that it was very important to President Biden that the Secret Service get to the bottom of who brought it into the White House. So can you just talk about his reaction when he learned that the investigation did not end with a suspect? No, and I appreciate the question. Look, I'm just not going to um, opine on this, not going to get into specific on this. We believe the Secret Service did a thorough, thorough investigation. Was the President satisfied with the explanation that someone was able to bring an illegal substance into the White House because there are hundreds of people who come here? What I will say is that the Secret Service did a thorough investigation. So the President satisfied that no one has any idea why narcotics are lying around his White House? In his first year in office, Joe Biden fired five staffers for cannabis. And now he's looking the other way at cocaine? That doesn't make sense, does it? If this was anthrax, would he be satisfied that the Secret Service couldn't figure out how anthrax got into the White House? And what does the White House consider a thorough investigation? One that doesn't interview a single suspect? The feds interviewed hundreds of people during the Russia investigation, a two-year investigation into a crime that never happened. FBI agents staked out parking lots during school board meetings. Here we know there's a crime, but this is over in 10 days with no interviews. If the government wants answers, it's going to get an answer. As long as it's the answer they want. And does anybody believe they didn't find a single fingerprint? Not a trace of DNA? They just pulled forensics off a three-year-old pizza crust to nab a serial killer. Are you saying the White House coke guy took more precautions than a serial killer? He wore latex gloves into the White House? Come on. The Secret Service knows everything. You know, I've gotten to know the Secret Service really well, okay? And I can't speak more highly of people. These are incredible people. And I believe that they know everything. They're really smart and really good at what they do. And former Secret Service agent Dan Bongino says the agents are furious. And of course they know whose coke it was. The Secret Service director who's covering up the coke scandal has a history with Joe Biden. She was on Vice President Biden's security detail when he used to go skinny dipping in front of agents. And when Vice President Biden's last security detail head retired, Biden put him on his payroll. Not only did the Secret Service clean up Hunter's missing gun and crack pipe in the rental car, the Bidens were returning favors, getting Secret Service agents' kids into the Naval Academy, paying their health care premiums, and comping their rents. And it just helps when the media covers the Biden White House cocaine scandal like it's a Republican scandal. They are weaponizing Hunter Biden against his dad as an effective tool to get his dad to lose his cool and to get his dad to, you know, feel the heartache. They're going to weaponize Hunter Biden. It has nothing to do with Hunter Biden, but you can hear that said a hundred times. And people who want to believe it are still going to believe that. Well, okay. And there's people who might believe that it was planted for somebody mm -hmm. so that then they could advance the Hunter Biden narrative. This is what happens when Democrats run out of their usual excuses, Russia or racism. They blame you, the tourist, probably some deplorable junkie. And tourists bring cocaine into the White House all the time, right? They get past security screenings, canines, and pat-downs. And once they make it through one layer, they absolutely have the wherewithal to find a cubby, dump the bag, and steal the kid. We've told you before, this was either a White House staffer or a close family member. And our sources tell us Hunter's living at the White House. We hope Hunter's not involved with the coke. But it's common sense that the cubby would be used as a drop, because Hunter couldn't leave the residence and score with his old dealer, bicycles. It's a theory, and again, we hope we're wrong. But we're not buying that this was an actual investigation, this was a cover-up. The feds rummaged through Melania's underwear drawer. You don't think they can make a staffer take a polygraph? If this was the Trump White House, they'd make him pee in a cup. And here's what the American people are angry about. We're getting investigated for nothing while they sweep evidence under the rug. We're getting locked up for crimes they committed. Their cameras keep going down. And they say, trust us. 
Their investigations always happen to clear them. And if we point any of this out, we're weaponizing. We're not going to let them bury the security footage, like the transgender shooter manifesto or the UFO documents or the JFK files. <laughs> Until we catch them in the lock. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, click All here right. to subscribe to Fox News YouTube. Now we're going to scroll in down here to this video. If it wants to load. If you are type two and... Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies. But most of the time, that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have. But that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters, every day of the week, every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess, it's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things, too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. All right. Scroll on down here to the last video we're going to watch. Right, I think this is the last videos I got up here. Really, just nine, nine seconds. I swear, is there gonna be an ad on a nine-second video? You're shitting me. Really, you had a, you you had a, a you had a, a ten-second ad on a six on a nine-second video. Go fuck yourself. Hey, Mr. Carlson. 
Where can your Where can your millions of viewers, including including myself, see you next? Seriously, Please don't no, do I, this to me. In no, the I know. Well, okay. That it. Neat. All right, moving on. Double checking. Yep, that is it. Alright, folks. So, Fox News is just not doing very well. Viewers are abandoning Fox Nation at an all-time low. It really sucks, too, because I had just talked about this to you right before they got rid of Tucker. Because I was using, a, I be honest, I was using my mom's Fox Nation account. They had a lot of really good movies on there. And I mean, like, actual movies, like Field of Dreams, all kinds of really good films. Uh, I was starting to really explore the discography they had in there, or the catalog, and then membership got dropped. Would have dropped it myself, it was my account anyway. But, that being said, do you still watch Fox News? I know occasionally I'll use them as a reference uh, on this show, news and article-wise, and, uh, you know, if they have the ex exclusive scoop on something, I'll check them out, but I don't really use Fox News, and I don't watch Fox News either. So that being said... What do you guys watch outside of uh, this show, apparently? Because I'm sure you guys watch much better content. Leave me some recommendations in the comments below. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm James Madison, and I shall catch you guys later. Deuce. Congressman Jordan, you sent a letter I know today to Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. I love this already, which reads in part, given that Meta has censored protected speech as a result of uh, government agencies' requests, the committee is concerned about potential First Amendment violations that will occur on the Threads platform. Yeah, yeah. And according to Fox Business, you're strongly considering holding Zuckerberg in contempt of Congress. Are you well, going to really move forward on this? Is, this is just a bunch if of... Uh, if, if he doesn't give us the information, we will. Threads, Threads is using the same guidelines that Facebook used. We know Facebook was censoring Americans because a federal court told us so two weeks ago. Laid out 86 pages of facts with the Facebook and federal agencies pressuring them and other uh, big tech companies. So we, want, we don't want this to be going on. This is a direct attack on the First Amendment. And we want the information we've asked for months ago. And if they don't give it to us, we can move ahead with continuing. Uh, if we need to. Hey, welcome back to the show now. I would take some pride in being like, I called it. 
I told you the only reason why, if at all, there's a big boom. If, if the number... So what I had said was, I'll, I'll drop the cheek and get my tongue out of my cheek. What's left of my tongue from chewing on it so much these days, at least. But that being said, right? I said the only reason why, if these numbers are not manufactured numbers from Zuckerberg... Because, you know, with how he was, like, linking Instagram to threads, it'd be easy. Because that would essentially mean there was already a pre-existing account to link the two on the meta system. So there was already sort of, like, uh, this is reserved type set uh, setup. So you could link your Instagram to your threads. So I was assuming that maybe he's artificially inflating his numbers. But if the numbers were real, it was just so people could check out and see what was going on in threads. But there would be no staying power because it would be filled with censorship. It launches within hours of it launching. I'm here and I'm reporting that people are reporting mass censorship issues. People being banned and kicked off, so on and so forth. And then people being recommended all sorts of shit that they didn't follow. Blocking features weren't working. And then you couldn't delete your thread account unless you deleted your Instagram account. And you couldn't unlink the two either. And Twitter is just unstoppable. Why? Because it's the public town square. It's where people go and have the argument. It's the first in, best dress, and it will probably be the... There will probably never be a substitute for Twitter. And I wonder if that's partially why you never really hear X get mentioned, Twitter being turned into X app. You know, you don't really... Maybe he's still going to do something about it, but I don't really... You used to hear him talk about that every day for months. Now you never hear him talk about doing that anymore. I think it's because he's realized, oh, Twitter as Twitter is, with minor tweaks here and there, is pretty good as is. I just got to remove some of these filters, some of these bands. And, but look, until Alex Jones is back, my I'm not going to give Elon Musk much credit. I refuse to. Because, you know, A, it was obvious from the very beginning it was going to be a free speech platform. It can't exist. Never will exist. It is impossible to exist, and I've gone into arguments about why. So I'm going to do that here. But TLDR, Threads is fucking dying. And Twitter is exploding. Because Twitter is now paying people big money just for people engaging in their comments and retweeting and liking their shit. Wild. But let's get into the article, right? Thread unraveling. Traffic on the Zuckerberg's Twitter alternative plummets in second week on friday as a thread suffered musk's announced uh, musk announced twitter usage was up 3.5 percent week over week yeah i'm kind of thinking about getting twitter blue now uh you know not like now but like i'm gonna see you know maybe once i get you know more consistent subscription numbers across platforms and across different social media platforms, I might start doing the uh, Twitter blue thing, you know? The first income I make off, every dime I've made off of this show has gone into something for the show. Like, the first paycheck I got from the podcast, I used to buy this new microphone I use. Well, it's not new, it's like a year old at this point, but, you know. Continuing on. Within 48 hours of launching on July 5th, Mark Zuckerberg's threads managed to bring 100 million users making it the fastest-growing application in history. The initial fanfare was short-lived, however, and a Meta's, quote, Twitter alternative, I remember when they called it a Twitter killer, looked how that worked out, has been on the downward spiral ever since. Data collected by similar web has revealed that traffic on threads 
has decreased by more than 50% in its second week of operation. No shit. Though only number uh though only the numbers reflect Android users, Apple is scheduled to provide figures for iPhone users in the up and coming weeks. It will not be much better because more people use Androids than iPhones already. So you're already looking at a already smaller market with even fewer people willing to keep using it. So I hate to tell you, you're just going to be told you're a loser on two fronts. According to similar web threads had more than 49 million active daily users on its busiest day, July 7th. But by the following Friday, the number had dipped to just 23.6 million. The time spent has also decreased from 20 minutes to five minutes over the same time period. The app was touted by many on the left as a Twitter killer, including Zuckerberg himself. And during the first two days of Thread's existence, web traffic to Twitter did go down by 5%. And time spent on the app decreased by 4.3%. Both, yeah, but we'll be exploring the new app. Both stats have since bounced back. And Twitter has continued to dominate the social media arena. And you also have to keep in mind... There's a lot of people, a lot of companies, uh, press, tech reviewers, people who do news. All these people were rushing to make a thread account because, you know, that's what you do when a new social media platform comes up. I waited. I was going to do it on launch. I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to wait because there's other platforms I've rushed to on launch and I just didn't care for it. So I'll, I'll just see. I'll give it a day or two and then make an account once, you know, the first couple days are in. And I'm happy I waited, so there will never be an Inside Four Walls thread. Thread's account. Unless Musk buys it. I'm kidding. One of the main appeals of Twitter has been Musk's commitment to free speech, eh, which has allowed discussions on controversial issues to flourish on the platform where they might have been censored on others. You can, for, in fact, talk about more uh, more topics on thread on uh, on Twitter. That that is true. Uh, breaking, Jim Jordan raises questions about censorship on Mark Zuckerberg's threads. Oh, legal trouble, right off the bat. Love it. On Monday, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan penned a letter to Zuckerberg regarding potential censorship on threads, asking him to provide details pertaining to any attempts to trample upon users of free, uh, users' freedom of speech. Under Elon Musk, Twitter has made a number of changes aimed at attracting more people to the platform and keeping them engaged, and it appears to be paying off. Yep. Uh, this is just a breakdown pay chart. On Friday, as threats suffered, Musk announced that Twitter u- uh, usage was up 3.5% uh, 3.5% week over week uh, from the official Twitter account. Surprise! Today, we launched our Creator Ads Revenue Sharing Program. We're expanding our creator... Uh... Great. Now have to go over here. Give me one second. We are expanding our creator monetization offering to include ads revenue sharing for creators. This means that creators can get a share of ad revenue starting in the replies of their post. This is part of our effort to help people earn a living directly on Twitter. We're rolling out the program more broadly. Uh, Roll out the program more, uh, more broadly later on this month, and all eligible creators will be able to apply. Get yourself something nice. 
Yep. Yep, right here. Now, let's get back into this. The previous day, Musk introduced a the creator ad revenue sharing program designed to help people earn a living directly on Twitter. Since then, numerous creators have posted screenshots of their payouts, some of which are in the thousands of dollars. Yeah, no, for fucking real. So, Akiasi, do any of you guys have Twitter blue? And if not, what will it take for you guys to get it? Let's see what this video is. This is going to be like a four-hour long video. All right. A big theme of this forum going on in Iowa right now with Tucker Carlson and the GOP candidates is the war in Ukraine. What's to be done about the war in Ukraine? Because so many of these resources could be better spent here. Fox News this morning, John Kirby was being grilled by the anchors about how we swapped Brittany Griner for this I guess arms dealer, their version of Tony Stark without all the superhero stuff, right? This massive arms dealer, this Russian arms dealer, and he's back in action, supplying arms to Russia. Why do you, you shouldn't have gone back Bernie Greiner, but what the hell are you trading her for him? Working as a journalist in, in, in Russia and have been for some time. And in Does it have anything to do with the topic to the at hand? So a couple of points here. First, let's not forget Paul Whelan. It's not just Evan who's there. Paul's been there. Okay, for yeah, this is nothing to do with the actual subject matter at hand. All right. Well, that being said, I'm going to wrap this episode of Inside Four Walls up here, and I shall talk to you guys later. Twitter was dying, right, according to everybody else? Well, this is a big step. And uh, let me just, before I go, you, dear listener, make your own show. Start recording, start creating, get out there. Don't be part of the noise. Make your own sound. And slowly over time, you'll be here. I've been doing this since 2018, right? I think on my most successful platform, I have, like, 500 subscribers. Tops. All right. So that being said, be heard. Get out of the Macaron show. Who knows? Maybe one day you'll be raking all the money on uh, Twitter Blue, right? Anyway, I'll talk to y'all later. Deuce. Inside Four Walls. I am, of course, your host, Jimmy Masson, and let's get right into it. Tucker Carlson's new show, Scores, advertising deal with Don Jr. linked anti-ESG app company. Now, first off, in my retardation, I added app. It's because I was having a thought. There's not really much need to mention Don Jr.'s name here, one way or the other. It's sort of clout-chasing 
it's not necessary to say. It's Public Square. Many of you probably have already heard and or guessed just by the title of this article what the app was. Now, I use Public Square, or I've had Public Square on my phone before. Um, it's been probably five months since I last used it. Uh, from everything I've heard, it's been wildly upgraded, and it's going on the stock exchange, and I'm not giving anybody any advice here or anything, of course not. But it is one of the ways to make sure these companies maintain an interest in upholding and operating with your values in mind. The, one of the main reasons, you know, to invest, it, that's, a, that's one of the main reasons to invest in these companies. That's why back in the day I got some DWAC when I went public. You know, same thing, I got Rumble stock when it went public. I'm not, telling, I'm not, you know, standard cliche YouTuber, content creator type dude over here saying, hey, this isn't advice or anything. I'm just saying, if you have an interest in, you know, I have an interest at least, I'll stick to me. I have an interest in doing my small, very small part. I'm not like, you know, money bags over here. I'm just buying like one or two shares here or there. You know, things go down. Or things aren't looking so hot that day, maybe I'll buy them up and they might spike up above where they were. You look at the predictions, that type of deal. But by investing in these companies, you ensure that they uphold your values and keeping America first, and if not your values, it will slowly but surely adopt the values of whoever is willing to invest in the company. So many times you see uh, a, a product a platform, whatever, with the best intentions. So over time, corrupted because of the people who are willing to invest in it. It's all about the influence you can exert over it. And the more people who buy into it, the more diverse the company's feedback internally will be. You know, yeah, I, I go to these... I, I use Weeble. I've, I've talked about this before, and I trade through a lot of these... You know, I, I trade through Weeble. And when you buy a new, uh, you know, whatever... They send you a packet. Tip for me, it typically comes in like the pla white plastic or like black plastic wrap. You know, like the type of wrapping they put around like the porno mags at liquor stores. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Some states actually don't sell those uh, at stores. Like some states have made it illegal to, or maybe not illegal. There's a, some ban on it or some restrictions on it that most stores have chosen just not to sell adult magazines. So you don't really see them very often anymore. Just showing my age casually, you know. But, you know. That just giving you an idea of what I mean, right? And it'll just be all the information you need for whatever company you're invested in, so on, so forth, lotty fucking da. And you'll do like a Zoom or a Skype or a phone meeting with a bunch of other people, do your voting, so on and so forth. And as tedious and boring as it sounds, a it's a bit of a flex. I got a pretty diverse stock portfolio. Oh yes, well there's a lot of red, but there's a lot of green too. Oh well, you know, blah blah blah. You know, I also don't have to. You don't have to be a. Uh, a stock douche, as I call them. But it's also not bad to have a little bit of money that's not, you know, solid and or just sitting in a bank account. If you can have it working for you on a stock exchange, why not? Again, not financial advice, just my thought process on why I, you know, got into buying the stocks I did. That and, you know, memes. Anyway, Doug Carlson's new show scores advertising deal with Don Jr. linked anti-ESG company. Now, how linked to Don Jr. is, other than Don Jr. advertising it on his show, uh, I don't know. Maybe Don Jr. is an investor of some kind. I've never heard that mentioned before. Uh, Public Square is allegedly going pu public again, like I said earlier, so I'm, I'm curious. 
Thursday, July 20th, 2023. By Cami Mondox, congressional reporter. Former, and also keep in mind, Tucker is pulling in 100 million views and some change on every one of his Twitter uploads within a day or two of them being uploaded. So think about how much, and, and with Twitter now paying you know, people based on engagement and ads in the comment section or whatever, however it works, you know, I'm not getting Twitter blue to do it. Twitter is, or, uh, sorry, Tucker is rolling in fucking dough right now. Just think about it. All the money from Elon Musk, you know, some content creators, you know, they woke up to getting $12,000 and they're, you know, just waking up to it. Some people with even just like a thousand subscribers are waking up realizing they're getting a couple hundred bucks for free because of their Twitter blue account. It's, you know, and now this on the other side of it, it's good. It's good. Breaking free from Fox and succeeding sets a president that, you know, A, yeah, sure, like anything like this, you could have your grifters who get in on it and they just, you know, oh, well, I can you know, do my own thing and make money. All I got to do is say this thing. Sure, whatever. That's going to be in left, right, center. Bitching about grifters at this point. Bitching about them instead of proactively calling them out is a bit of a, you know, like they're going to be anywhere. It's like walking into a hardware store and then being like, hey, there's a wood chip on the floor. Or being like, hey, there's a screw on the floor here. It's like, yeah, bud, you're in a hardware store. They're going to be everywhere. Every aisle is going to have like uh, a tool or some loose item just dumped on the floor. Not a great example, but you, you follow what I'm trying to say, I think. Y'all are smart audience, uh, as I've said many times. That being said, you know, best thing you do is proactively call them out instead of just bitching about them. And not just call them out on Twitter or whatever. Like, you know, go to the comment section of their videos, engage with them in the audience. <clears throat> That's how you used to do it back in the day, you know. Do it old school style. A lot of people hate that, like, directing their comment confrontation. You'll be surprised by how many, like, you'll have a YouTuber, million subscribers plus that you don't think would notice. You type some shit, some thoughtful shit in their comment section. You're either going to, you might get a reaction from them, good, bad, or otherwise. I tend to get uh, explosive comments. That, uh, I'm at the point where in a lot of my comment section, it says uh, timed out when I try to leave a comment on anything on YouTube at this point. So, but let's, let's get into it. Enough ranting. Former Fox News host Tucker Carlson has scored a lucrative advertising deal with a marketing app specifically targeted towards conservative shoppers that has deep ties to investors such as Don Jr. Okay, well, there you go. Carlson signed the seven-figure, wow, seven-figure advertising deal with Public Square, a newly developed shopping app that allows customers to vet companies before purchasing their product to avoid supporting businesses with, quote, woke agendas. The app specifically targets companies that utilize uh, environmental, social, and governance policies, or what is known as ESG, aka any app that does like the China social credit score system on the company level is not on this app. You know, to you know, make make it in uh, lamen terms. Furthermore, uh, I, again, calling it. Saying that it, it's an app that's, you know, largely targeting conservatives or the right, I, I, I push back on that for two reasons. One, you know, 
when I was filming like the convoy and shit, like like the uh, freedom convoy, and the anti-vaccine con, or like the anti-mandate convoy, or going out to D.C. and filming and interviewing people at the Stop the Steal, or you know going out to Biden rallies and interviewing people there, so on and so forth. You know, uh, actually, you know what? Don't even know why I mentioned the Biden thing. The Biden thing makes no sense in this in this particular example I'm trying to give here. Scratch that last example. Let's stick to just the MAGA examples I gave. Again, I just fucked up. It's not even a MAGA example. What I'm trying to say is, right, you know, I go to the convoy. People in the comment sections call it a MAGA event, a Trump event. Oh, a bunch of Trump supporters gathering. Go to the defeat the mandate rally, right? I'm just hearing none of these two. And it's like, oh, yeah, a Trump rally. It's like, no, these are not Trump rallies. Uh, just because there is a lot, this is the type of environment and a type of event that happens to allure and appeal to the Trump supporters. But if you watch my footage slash go to these events yourself, which I encourage you do, fuck watching other people's content, go get the story yourself. Don't wait for anyone else. Even if you're not interested in recording it, just go. You'll have a story to tell your kids one day or your friends. It's just an experience you'll have. Now, <laughs> Sorry, bit my tongue. Mm. These, like, defeat the mandates. That event was not a Trump rally. It was called a Trump rally, both in my comment section and in the presses. But it wasn't. People from the left, the right, the center, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, people who were trying to, like, really undevelop a way to defend Trump and bash the vaccine at the same time. Which, you know, he, he did Operation Warp Speed. That that's inexcusable. Uh, he he should have to testify under oath to what he knows about the vaccine and its development. But he didn't have a mandate, so that's that's the defense you can have. Trump didn't have a mandate, but it was his vaccine that was pushed the mandate that, you know, allegedly, you know, with a lot of pretty substantial evidence linking, you know, certain, you know, I'll put it like this: the unvaccinated aren't dying. If that makes any sense. You follow my drift? But. <sighs> it's not a Trump rally. RFK Jr. spoke there. He was one of the headliners. Right? The convoy. The the uh, def- the defeat. The, the, the anti-mandate. Anti-vaccine mandate. Convoy, right? Freedom convoy. Uh, and all them. Again, it was called a Trump rally. No, it wasn't. It was not like a multi-day, multi-week long Trump rally. What it was is just a bunch of people who happened to lean conservative, lean constitutional, lean X, Y, and Z in one direction, happened to be drawn towards this event. But to just narrow it down as like a, well, this is a conservative thing, is absolutely ludicrous. No. The way ESG companies affect every single American regardless of ethnic backgrounds, jobs, racial uh, racial groups, class systems, backgrounds, whatever, whatever be it. ESG makes us all suffer. As more and more companies get invested in these alternative success measuring systems that abandon our traditional American ones, weakening our already tethered fucking nation, not to mention America, and this is largely, what I'm about to say here, is largely the fault of other countries in the West. You let a country that was only a few hundred years old, at the time when America became the dominant superpower, and 
you know, I get it. If, if, if a country where girls of age is making more money and more successful, more powerful than you, then so be it. But too many countries in the West look to America, not as a trade partner only, but also as a role model and an influence. And that makes no goddamn sense to me. Be independent. You know, that's why I shit on, on a lot of countries that broke away from the crown only to still be sycophantically loyal to the crown, either through ways of keeping their fucking inbred German-based origin families mugs all over their fucking money, or, you know, having their government supposedly broken free from... And, and by the way, if you think I'm naming your country right now because I have, I have a bit of a wider audience out there, not toot myself pat myself on the back or anything i'm just making a statement here uh i'm not just calling it's not just you if you feel like you're being called out here it's you're definitely on my mind but a lot of countries in the west have, have these these issues where they work away from the crown but only to remain loyal in some way or just show some sort of t- uh, uh you know it's like stockholm syndrome you, you keep something of your abusive boyfriends you, you know well it was his shirt I keep, even though we don't talk anymore, I, I kept the shirt. It's that kind of sad bullshit that just makes no goddamn sense to me. Just be independent. You broke free. Be free. Understand if we all, we, you know, we all have to work together. We're, uh, uh, you know, we're the allies or whatever the fuck you want to call us at any given point in history. I get that. But to have your culture, your society, and so much of your nation... Just because it shows a hemisphere with another country that's super powerful, having so much of your influence come from this country is so bad. Because look at how look at how quickly America fell to this woke bullshit, and all the world followed suit. Left, right, it doesn't matter. People on both sides have been greatly affected by this kind of shit. That's why ESG affects everyone. It's not a left or a right topic. And to cover it exclusively as a, a this app is anti ESG. No, it, well, yes, this app is anti ESG. But being anti ESG and pro American values is not a conservative thing. That's one of the things that allowing the grounds to be seized to will make sure that we skewer more and more towards territory, societal, like socially speaking, that we can't backtrack from. Because that's, you know, that's the kind of like, well, to uphold the Constitution and love the American flag is a conservative thing. A conservative Christian thing. It's bad. Because as more and more things that are symbolic of patriotism and love for one's homeland and country and birthplace become seen as the behavior of one group over the other then that's when the other group that is like stereotypically not part of that patriotic group gets othered. And when they get othered, well, you see what's going on right now in Antifa. You know, here they're black and red. And some other parts of the West I've seen like in England and shit. Again, I've looked into these. They, they seem to be their own little group of, of Antifa, but they're Antifa adjacent. They were pink and black. And they have a couple different names, but... Again, it's been years since I looked into them, and they're largely like a Europe issue and largely a British issue. Okay. Sorry. Uh, speaking of stocks, just got a notification from Weeble. Give me one second. And I'm back. So, I don't know why I said that, like, it was any time for you guys. Now, the problem, uh, again, the problem is, well... 
to love your country, to wave the American flag, and to love the Constitution, and to support the values and traditional views this country has held. And to support, you know, liberal values that this country was, like, enlightened Protestant liberal values from, you know, like the 1600s and the 1700s, like from that, there's a wide range of time there actually, but, you know, well, anyway, I'm not going to go into rant about how the Protestant Reformation led to America and the and everything after that. I'm not doing that. Sorry. I could do that rant. Do you want me to do that rant? I'll do it for you. It's one of my favorites. How the Protestant Reformation led to the U.S. But that's not the topic here. My point being, you know, well, if you love this country, you love where you came from, you love the views of your, you know, you, you love the heritage of your country, the traditional views, and respect the Judeo-Christian values of this country, regardless of being Christian or not, you are inevitably a conservative, which means you are anti-left. And if you're left, this must inherently mean you do not like the American flag. You do not like traditional values. Regardless of your views on God, you hate the Judeo-Christian values this country was built upon. You know what I mean? You just divide and tear us asunder even further. No, this app is anti-ESG and supports companies that don't have loyalties to exterior countries that want to harm the West and more directly the USA. And again, countries, please stop letting American culture lead your society lead the influence on your country i one of the things that we come out of this culture war revolution it's essentially it's a cultural revolution it has two ways either culturally we take it back or it collapses into like chaos and civil war where you know the most powerful countries in the world like america completely cave in and fall to like civil unrest where nato would come in and take over and, and like in europe you'd have like a lot of like big european you know, boys clubs come in and start seizing power of like, say, for example, the little island we know is like the, you know, the UK, London, you know, if like Britain, for example, fell to like complete unrest with no government whatsoever, you would see like WEF, NATO, EU, UN, you'd see all these big boys clubs, these global homo fuck circles, would just come in and seize countries, left, right, and center. Like, it would be unanimous, and there would be no barrier between the formerly existing... You know, there would be no protections from you and whoever would come and take over. For the U.S., if I'm not mistaken, the protocol is if we fall into complete civil unrest, like civil war-level shit, and there's no discernible, respectable leader that both sides can recognize as a leader figure. I believe NATO just sweeps in and at least does martial law until things settle down. What happens after that? Fuck who knows, but you know. The other side of that is again, like I said, we take back it we take this all back culturally. That is not a left or a right wing topic. To preserve America so that we can have a left and a right and a center and a whatever kind of dialogue we have, to preserve that should be a bipartisan topic. The fact that it is so... You know what? I've ranted long enough. You guys get the fucking point. This is a short article. You know what I mean? Let's get into it. Uh, bu -bu -bu. Advertisement Public Square. Newly developed shopping app. Allows customers to vet companies. Now, moving on. The agreement 
is the first advertising deal Carlson has secured since launching his own show on Twitter. All uploads so far are on my Rumble and BitChute channels. All archiving is exclusively to the Bitch and the Rumble platforms. Moving on. Actually, no, I think I did post a couple of them on, on the podcast platforms, too. Anyway, moving on. Uh, launching his own show on Twitter and hints at the kind of conservative audience he is hoping to attract. Again, focusing on that just further rips the rips us uh, asunder, and I understand the bias of this outlet. But I'm just saying. The deal has already garnered the support of s- several high-profile investors, including Trump Jr. Quote, Tucker Carlson is a good friend and the most important media figure in, the conserv- in conservative politics. He has consistently put America first and covered the issues that the most important that are most important to everyday Americans. Trump Jr. told the Washington Examiner, quote, As an investor in Public Square, I'm thrilled to see they are backing Tucker's new media empire. They will cause a massive shakeup in the political and media space. Carlson's new Tucker on Twitter debuted on June 6, just two months after the primetime host was fired from Fox News amid a defamation lawsuit settlement between the network and Dominion Voting System. Shortly after his departure, Carlson vowed to continue a similar program through a different platform. The pilot episode attracted a whopping 26.7 million views, which later fell to just 13.9 million views by the second episode. That that number fell to 3.8 million by the eighth eighth episode uh the advertising deal between public square and tucker on twitter is reportedly expected to go into effect in late august well saying within two three within a few days you get a hundred million plus views i'll show you real quick what i'm talking about if my mouse wants to work there we go all right so right here we're back published may 9th 137.3 million views. Going up here to episode 1, 120.5 million views. Going up, it does drop down to 61 million views on episode 2, but episode 3 has 104.8 million views. Scrolling up, you know, episode 4, 32.9 million. Episode 5, 17.9 million. Uh, 6 has 32 million. Uh, you know, and you see it right here, but then you get up to the Andrew Tate interview, right? And you have it 94 million. And that's going to cross over to the 100 million as well, too. Not to mention, and not to underplay any of this, but every one of these uploads not only outperforms what he... Now, Tucker Carlson, while he was at Fox, was the most watched, uh, you know, regular, traditional, televised political talk show. And then it became the most watched show on television. But even then, 5 million views was on like an above average, holy shit, all the stars in the universe aligned on a regular, like on on a really great night, about 5 million views. Whereas on here within 24 hours, you know, right here, published July 16th, uh, 5.5 million views. Scrolling up here to July 16th, and it has 8 million views. 
see just these right here a random a random retweet of his a, or a post of his right here right has 8 million views or 8 million hits on it not to mention all the comments and all the shares and the retweets and all that nonsense so again you can downplay it how you want he is having a much wider reach and this deal with public square will be the first of many i imagine now i am curious to see how he does go about doing his ad reads he could be obnoxious with it or he could just have like the ad you know flashing in the corner of the screen you know that's what i would do if the show had like a sponsor what i would do like on the compilation episodes or maybe like in the corner have like whoever the sponsors are you know just flash in the corner like their logo like little kind of like my watermark but on the opposite side it would just fade in and out every couple minutes, you know. Nothing too obnoxious, but visibly there. Or if I could find, like, a, an even less obnoxious way to go about it, I would ideally do that, too. But all that just to prove the point that, you know, you, you can try to, you know, play it down. Like, well, you know, more and more episodes went on, you know. There's a reason why you picked the episodes you did. Well, by the second episode and by the eighth episode, you skipped the episodes that had... 100 plus million views on him that's why you didn't go like one two or three you went one two eight uh-huh bud but washington examiner for better or worse is part of the legacy media it's been around a long time and this new upstart stuff scares the shit out of them so the advertising will go into effect in late august all right folks that being said, I'm going to wrap this episode up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. I have been your host, James Madison, and I shall talk to you guys later. show and folks me and cnn would like to remind you to just take time to enjoy the little things in life you know the small easy things we can do every day to treat ourselves like going down the subway and getting ourselves a nice delicious foot-long sub right meatball marinara is my favorite i like to get a little bit of that uh that sweet sauce on there too with some spinach and peppers and onions and whatnot mm, that sweet onion sauce mm, delicious but no, seriously, CNN literally praised and slobbed the knob of Trump's prosecutor because he went and got Subway. I shit you not. The amount of links they're willing to go to shower praise 
amongst uninteresting and unextraordinary people and unextraordinary people is absolutely fucking stunning. Now check this out. CNN praises Trump special counsel Jack Smith for getting a Subway sandwich as Trump prepares for yet another arrest. Quote, Jack Smith can't resist a $5 foot long. $5. Go fuck yourself. By Katie Davis Court. CNN took the time to get the network's priorities straight on Thursday by following Biden's DOJ special counsel Jack Smith around Washington, D.C. and praising him for getting a Subway sandwich. This after the bombshell news that Smith had sent a for- had sent former President Donald Trump a letter informing him that he is the target of a grand jury investigation into the Capitol riot on January 6th. Quote, Jack Smith can't resist a $5 foot long. That's according to what we see right there. New and exclusive CNN video of special counsel at Subway, CNN host said on Thursday. Oh, this is pathetic. Jack Smith, the $5 footlong. That's according to what we see right there. New and exclusive CNN video of the special counsel at Subway. Declining, though, to respond to reporters' questions about today's big news, a target letter sent to the former president wow. of the United States, CNN's Evan Perez, was... The Pirates of the Caribbean-level dramatic adventure music. Well, this guy just casually walks off with his lunch. Again, this is the same network that made up a debt, a COVID death counter, which was a random number generator, by the way. And even if we went with the official numbers, it would still effectively be a random number generator. Because the official sources like CDC and WHO refuse to subsidize, or uh, substantiate, my apologies, substantiate any of their sources when it comes to, you know, where they got COVID from. And they won't clarify the difference between dying of and dying with the disease, right? Now, this is also the same network that anytime Trump tweeted, they would interrupt already scheduled programming, even paid programming, to run a breaking news segment about Trump tweeting something at 2 a.m. on the shitter. In fact, it was a joke back in the day that you knew Trump was up taking a shit in the middle of the night or up take a piss in the middle of the night or up getting a snack in the middle of the night. Trump was up doing something in the middle of the night because CNN would be breaking with a Trump tweeted something. Breaking news alert at 4 a.m. or 2 a.m. Some ridiculous ass time. They would interrupt everything to do these fucking stories. Just the music alone. CNN video of the special counsel at Subway declining, though, to respond to reporters' questions about today's news. This is like Avengers Assemble shit. The former president of the United States, CNN's Evan Perez, was there (laughs) trying to track down the special... Again, go fuck yourself. It's really, it's really not that goddamn deep. Drives me up a tree that, that people are willing to just throw themselves at the fucking feet of these people. According to the host, CNN reporter Evan Perez attempted to ask Smith a question about President Trump's pending indictment, but Smith declined to respond to reporters' questions about the day's big news. End quote. Again, they know this is going to drive clicks. They know this is going to drive views. will drive attention. They can write articles about this. They can publish this clip. It just gave CNN a little something extra to milk when it comes to Trump because 
without Trump, CNN has no views. None whatsoever. Donald Trump released a statement on Monday. And by the way, when CNN was forced to face that, they fired Chris Litch over it. Keep that in mind. Donald Trump released a statement on Monday announcing that Smith had notified him. In a Sunday letter sent uh, that the Biden administration's Department of Justice considers him a, quote, target of the January 6th grand jury, Trump explained that this means he will more than likely be arrested and indicted again. Quote, deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter saying that I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment, Trump wrote. Right here. <laughs> For the post-millennial. CNN. Jack Smith can't resist the $5 foot long. Isn't he dreamy? So pathetic. Yeah, no, for real. This will mark the third criminal indictment against the former president, uh, former president Trump by Biden's Department of Justice, which, uh, which many consider to be a political prosecution at the hands of a weaponized DOJ. Donald Trump is the current frontrunner for the 2024 Republican primary presidential election and is also leading... President Biden in some 2024 presidential polls. Yeah. No, for real. For fucking real. Anyway, folks, that brings us to the end of this episode of Inside Four Walls. Go get a Subway sub, I guess. Maybe you'll make the news. Ladies and gentlemen, it went back to inside four walls now. Yeah, Jared Kushner and Ivanka were duds. Now, I will say, Jared Kushner did masterfully handle the Abraham Accords, and now that that part of his... Now that his full capacity necessities have been used, it good riddance to him. Now, we did have the report, and Trump said, Oh, well, you know, I love my kids, but they have other things to be doing. They, they won't be working with my campaign. So I thought it'd be better to let them go on and, you know, free them of the burden of working on my campaign. To which they said, oh, we quit. We don't want to work on the campaign. And then there was a lot of argument about, 
oh, did they quit? You know, Trump said, well, no, I they just told them they don't have to worry about it, let them go. I don't really know who the, both sides are talking in ways that both sides seem like they would behave. So it's he said, she said, ultimately it's kind of irrelevant, but it does show a massive rift because getting rid of these two is something that a lot of people in the Trump administration and like in the very populist side of politics were trying to do for a long time. And again, they backed up a little bit after like the Abraham Accords happened because a lot of people were like, wow, okay, look, something good can come of this guy. All right, we'll give it a chance. But then it was just dud after dud after dud. Since then, he didn't give off much emotion and she seemed like a bit of a fucking ditz. And came off really fucking bratty most of the time. And not even like in a fun kind of way. But just in like a really shitty, obnoxious, Paris Hilton-y kind of way, unfortunately. But Michael Cohen, Trump's former attorney, the guy who keeps defending Stormy Daniels only to get laughed out of court after court after court, and has basically destroyed his reputation, is now coming out saying that, quote, or a headline goes, Michael Cohen thinks Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump are Jack Smith's inside moles. Now, as soon as I saw this headline, my uh, bullshit radar went off for one very specific reason. Michael Cohen supposedly wants to make sure Trump goes down, right? So why would you come out and oust who you think the moles are? This would only hurt the case, right? Now, naming the moles in a prosecution or an investigation that would possibly, according to all these outlets, right, lead to Trump's permanent arrest because, you know, the walls are perpetually closing in and whatnot. Well, I guess the question comes down to if you're really t interested in that all, at any cost, regardless of who it is, take Trump down, why would you come forward and try to name the moles? Now, there's a few angles to this one. Perhaps, you know, Cohen wants to be the reason Trump goes down. Not this fucking Jack Smith asshole. Fuck him. Mm, but there, there's cases that they overlap on with each other. So they have to have maintain a functional relationship. That can't be it. The other side of that is, what if... This is just to cause a rift. It's a bluff, you know, uh, uh, just uh, a little, a little Munchelian play, the fuck up the the fuck up the board. But these two are already not part of Trump's campaign, so this doesn't seem to make sense either. Could a corrupt, lying attorney just be a lying, corrupt attorney? Possibly. As you can tell, I have a few thoughts on this one. I don't really know which one I fall on. I tend to lean towards this being a bit of a bullshit story, but this is being circulated right now. This is being talked about, and I thought it was interesting because I feel like, I don't know, this could become a bigger talking point in the future, either to discredit Jack Smith and Michael Cohen, or, should it be true, it raises a whole bevy, a real plethora of other fucking problems and questions and concerns about this. What do you guys think? I'm basically said what I thought about it. You know, I ran through these thoughts in my head about what could this be? Why is this happening? But let's get into this immediately short article. Article by Travis Getty over here at Raw Story, a left rag. But again, it is the left pump pumping out this article. I found out about this because I was happily minding my own business and Someone, uh, someone I know came to me and was like, so, Trump's so bad his own daughter wants him locked up. I was like, lol, what? 
Sorry, I was minding my own business, so he just came up here all schizophrenic on me. What what happened? And then I was agreed with this story, and I read through a couple, and I was like, mm, doesn't exactly pass a sniff test. But let's get into it. And let me know what you guys think by the end of the story, or just tell me right now. Either way, it's fine. Jared Kushner testified before a grand jury investigating the January 6th insurrection. But former... President Donald Trump's attorney, Michael Cohen, believes the ex-president's son-in-law has been talking all along to investigators. Again, leading with the insurrection verbiage and language is, is disingenuous. And again, adds to my suspicions of the legitimacy to this. When the FBI comes out time and time again and says, yeah, we can't really find much of anything to suggest that this was pre-planned, being pre-planned is sort of one of the core things necessary for an insurrection. Yikes. And then all the things that have come out since then, you rattling them off now would be old hat to you. Let's just continue on. Special Counsel Jack Smith's team reportedly asked the former White House official whether Trump's genuinely believed he had won the 2020 election or whether he knows his fraud claims were bogus. And Cohen told CNN that Kushner wouldn't have been asked to appear unless investigators felt confident that he could help establish corrupt intent. Again, that's not true. He could just be a witness. He could just be testifying. We'll just have to see what happens. This won't go to trial until next week. Quote, Why would Jack Smith bring Jared Kushner to the table unless you already knew what Jared is going to say? Well, let's say they already know what he's going to say. It is important to have it on record that the person whose story you know is told to you by the person, like, you know, the person themselves, so that you know your version of their story and their story are the same. You're an attorney. I'm not. You know, this isn't a hard thing to wrap your head around at this point in time. It's pretty straightforward. He could be a witness. He could just be testifying. Now, they're pretty sleazy, and they've never rubbed me the right way, so I'm not ruling out the possibility that they're snitches. Sure. I mean, Trump's own nephew, who he partially raised, wrote that book about him, and then vanished into the night when she, when it all got debunked, and she, had, and she just slinked away with her money. No refunds. Should be the liberal slogan at this point. Now, moving on. Cohen said, quote, there is no way that Jack Smith brought Jared in there to impeach, you know, the information or the testimony that he has. That is just not how the grand jury system works. Again, but if this person is the mole, if you really think they're the mole and your intent, Cohen, is to have Trump locked away at all, you know, no matter who it does, as long as it's done. Why are you coming out saying this? Either you don't believe this to be true, or you're trying to sabotage something. And I'm just curious. I'm so curious because we're talking about we're talking about a bad actor talking about another bad actor. It's interesting, is it not? Kushner can't be happy that he's been pulled back into his father-in-law's business. Cohen said, but he believes both he and Ivanka Trump have been spilling secrets about the former president since leaving the White House, and that's all they have to go off of. 
Quote, look, the entire familiar relationship has gone south, Cohen said. We see Jared and Ivanka stepping away. And I said it on CNN pro- on the CNN program about a year ago that I do believe that Jared and Ivanka were at the inside moles. Not that I have any information to prove it exactly. It's hearsay, but that has not stopped tons of outlets from running with the story, unfortunately. Moving on. Jared does not want to see the inside of a prison cell. He knows what it's like uh, (laughs) through his father's eyes. He knows how difficult it was for him and his siblings. He doesn't want to do the same thing to his children. That's a threat. (laughs) That's a threat. Hey, Jared. Now, reading it in this context... Does it almost sound like it's an invitation to come testify? Yeah, bud. You might get called into court. Hey, bud, you better just play ball. Wouldn't it be a shame if we went after your kids next? Interesting verbiage. Interesting thing to say, right? Yeah. Again, what's going on here? It's dubious, no matter how you look at it. It's all hearsay being pushed by one of the main people trying to lock Trump up right now. So, audience, what do you think? What's going on with this? Now, let's get back into it. Information to prove it. It's all his eyes. Difficult for him. Siblings. Children. Cohen believes that Kushner has been working with investigators to keep the heat off himself. Quote, I have always believed it, and especially the fact, and why have you never said it before? And why would you only say it now when it could harm the looming indictment for the January 6th investigations. I'm just curious why you're uh, doing this now of all times. And especially the fact that Jared was always known in the White House as as the secretary of everything. And with all the things that went on, how come there is no investigation into Jared, Cohen said, quote, he comes out several months later, he's got two billion from the Saudis, couple hundred million that, that is a very valid question, actually. I have no pushback. That is just a very valid fucking point, actually. From the Saudis, couple hundred million from the other Gulf Coast country. There's no investigation into that relationship between him and the Saudis. What he has absolutely no capability. <laughs> yeah. And he has never run anybody's money before. To the point that the finance committee, uh, the finance committee of the Saudi investment authorities said, he doesn't meet our criteria, but there is no investigation. Story is true. So Jared Kushner was in the hot seat before the grand jury. Someone you know also. How do you think he felt about being there? So this is puzzling to me because we all have to acknowledge that Jack Smith is a consummate professional. And being someone who has been before the grand jury, why would Jack Smith bring Jared Kushner? You weren't before this grand jury. No, okay. to a different grand jury, to the uh, Manhattan yeah. DA. Why would why would Jack Smith bring Jared Kushner to the table unless he already knew what Jared is going to say? And Ellie, of course, could speak to that uh, at greater length. But there's no way that Jack Smith brought Jared in there to 
impeach, you know, the information or the testimony that he has. That's just not how the grand jury system works. So the reason you put Jared Kushner in the, in the grand jury is to find out what he has to say. Something You can use the grand jury to explore. Sometimes you take exactly. a who you know might be a problem saying. for you. You might give testimony favorable to the defendant. Great. Let me find that out now. Let me know what's coming. And I think all of this really sort of highlights why this is a more difficult case when we get to intent than the documents case, right? The documents case, you can prove his intent by the fact that he had it, by his statements, by his effort to obstruct, by the uh, audio tapes of mm -hmm. him talking about the information. It, it's a good example of why this is a trickier case for not impossible but trickier case for prosecutors i agree with him i can't argue with ellie on that one jared kushner um how do you think he feels about being pulled back in like godfather 3 every time he thinks he's out he's back you know he gets pulled back in sure uh he's unhappy about it look there the entire familial relationship has gone careful with the godfather references dude remember the last time a cnn anchor made a godfather reference it turned out that being called fredo is the n-word for italians good news if you call him Guinea, apparently it's less offensive, and I say this as somebody, look, I'm not, when I say I'm black, it refers to, like, the tiny little, like, Elizabeth Warren chunk of Italian in me. <coughs> but, I'm mad if you're mad about what happened in New York. You know what? I meant to record that. I actually have an episode about that somewhere, but the audio was fucked up, so I didn't upload my recording about the New York pizza uh, situation where they banned the, the ovens. But, rewind this slightly here. I'm happy about it. Look, the entire familial relationship has gone south. You see Jared in yeah, Sure. Uh, he's unhappy about it. Look, there, the entire familial relationship has gone south. You see Jared and Ivanka uh, stepping away. And I said it on a CNN program with Allison Camrata about a year ago that I do believe that Jared and Ivanka... Yeah, no idea why, but that, that train of thought's gone. Now I remember. Yeah, um... For some context, when uh, it was a joke, it was a meme on the internet, but the media wasn't informed of the meme aspect of it first. But if you've ever seen The Godfather, the brother, the wimpy, pathetic, cowardly, scrawny, measly brother, the, fe the feckless fink in The Godfather is named Fredo. It's like Fredo Famucci or whatever, you know. Now, by the way, just for how over top it is, I actually like the third Godfather. It's just super over the top. I, I like bad films. I like the room before everyone else was into it. Hipster, you know what I mean? As uh, Marlon's been saying lately, I'm I'm an apps. I'm I'm gay as fuck. I'm a hipster fig. I knew about Tommy Wiseau before PewDiePie introduced the whole world to him. <laughs> Off the point. But, you know, since Chris Cuomo was seen as, like, the less capable, you know, like, sidekick, assistant. You know, he was seen as this pathetic, bro like, brother. He was the lesser Cuomo brother. So Chris Cuomo got called Fredo. Meanwhile, you know, Andrew Cuomo is, like, buddy with all these mafia guys, is writing this shit in New York, everyone thinks he's gonna become president, and all these, like, ma all these people who keep seeming to have dirt on him just vanish. It was a wild time when he was in charge of shit. So he got called Fredo, and then he got busted outside of his house, and at the time, Chris Cuomo was supposed to be in, under quarantine, right, because he had COVID, allegedly. But he was seen in public, and after a back and forth where he had threatened the guy who called him out, who just was on the sidewalk, or going through, like, a little, like, public area, it was like an outside nature trail, that 
this uh, a part like a part of Cuomo's property lined up like backed up against this like public property line. You know, I've heard it back and forth. It really depends on if you read left or right article, but nothing much came of it other than a multi, you, you know, Chris Cuomo, a prominent anchor threatening a presumably fan considering this guy knew all these little details about him and all the articles afterwards said this guy was a longtime fan of CNN. Anyway, you know, after the back and forth, the fan called him Fredo. And then he goes, do you know what it is we call us Fredo? That's the fucking N-word for Italians. No, it's not. I know, like, actual Italians, like, blood-born, like, 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 motherfuckers just, like, they're, they were born here. But, like, their mom and dad, at least their dad, is straight-up Italian. Like, moved here when he was 30. And then had his kids after, like, a year or two after moving here. Started a family. So, like, no, it's not. I mean, no one's going to be like being called anyone with the association being a weak, frail fucking character. But, you know, just in general. Sure. Uh, he's unhappy about it. Look, the entire familial relationship has gone south. You see Jared and Ivanka uh, stepping away. And I said it on uh, CNN program with Allison Camrata about a year ago that I do believe that Jared and Ivanka were the inside moles. Um not that I have any information to prove it, but... You think they were the ones yes. talking to... Yes, because Jared does not want to see the inside of a prison cell. He knows what it's like through his father's eyes. His he knows father's how difficult it, yeah. it was for him and his siblings. He doesn't want to do the same thing to his children. I've always believed it, especially the fact that Jared was always known in the White House as the secretary of everything. And with all the things that went on, how come there's no investigation into Jared? He comes out several months later. He's got two billion from the Saudis, a couple hundred million from the other Gulf Coast countries. It's a fair there's question, no actually. Into in as a very fair question, actually. Uh, we don't know where he got that money from. It, 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 that that is a uh, you don't have much pushback for that. Is a very valid question. And is it money from oil? Like what kind of deals were done? Like where did he get that from? I I, I do find myself very curious about that. Now there is also the possibility that it was like a, yeah you know. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I can't pursue that business interest now because it would be a conflict of interest. But when I'm out of here, I'd be happy to talk to you about that. You could have easily made connections while in the White House. I'm just giving a generous connection, a generous idea. You know, it could also be that Jared Kushner is like the mannequin, less interesting version of Hunter Biden doing all these shady business dealings. But I feel like at this point in time, if that was a deal, we would know about it by now. But we'll see. Also, a lot of people bring up Michael Cohen and be like, yeah, well, he's Trump's ex-lawyer. He got fired. Like, dude, he got fired before Trump was elected president in 2016. So to sit here and act like because he's Trump's former attorney, he has any inside information into the Trump White House is the most ludicrous shit ever to the relationship between him and Saudi when he has absolutely no capability and he has never run anybody's money before to the point that the finance committee of the Saudi investment authority said he doesn't meet our criteria yeah, no, until Mohammed bin very, Salman yeah. turned around and said no no give him the money but there's no investigation there is one thing you just said Ellie that I, that I want you to weigh in on here because Michael was suggesting that Jared will tell the truth or say whatever is really happening to the prosecutors because he doesn't want to end up in prison because his father, Charlie Kushner, did serve time. So Jared's going to be careful to be honest to the investigators. That is true. Doesn't that mean if he's telling them that Donald that Trump always believed he won the... I don't know much about Jared Kushner's father's case. I, I know there is something to that, but all I know about it in full transparency, I, I got it from listening to Dave Smith talk about it forever ago. 
and the details of which have been long gone from my memory. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I, uh, one way or another on that. I just don't know. Though, it, I, uh, I have talked about this before. We really don't know where a lot of this money came from when it came to Jared Kushner. And like a lot of first son, you know, or first family members, goes in, already kind of wealthy, leaves a fascinatingly large amount of money, multiple times worth, worth multiple times more, leaving than he did going in. Especially when you consider he wasn't in like a prominent, like a prominent role, but not like in an elected role, an appointed role. And then within a month, within a couple years of leaving this, uh, you know, leaving this position, he's rolling and raking in all this dough. It is a little dubious. It is fucking suspicious. I absolutely agree. And there should be an investigation into it. You know, I don't disagree. A person can lose my support at a drop of a hat. Not because I'm disloyal. No, 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 no. Nothing like that at all. No. People can lose my support if I find out they've been lying to me. And I operate, you know, as much hopium and copium and white pilling as I try to do on this show. Because I, I genuinely am very optimistic and believe we will get through this. And I've been saying this on this show since 2020. There's a reason why I've been referencing my old material a lot more lately. Working on something with it. Anyway. It, I, I genuinely believe things are going to get better soon. You know, and right now we're having some wins. We're going to have a, a couple of these. It's going to be a back and forth. You know, for the next couple of years, you're, you're going to have a pretty intense yanking match. People are going to tug left. People are going to tug right. You know, there, there's both, while both sides are gearing up, they're pushing each other. It, again, we are getting the culture war and the political climate we were deprived of in 2020 keep that in mind uh, this is slightly off topic here but this episode is basically over so i want to throw this out there while, while i'm on this topic i talked about this talked about this in 2020 the reason why everything was 2020 was such an, a depressing election cycle there wasn't really much curiosity everyone just kind of assumed trump would win and then trump lost people just celebrated or they were like how did that happen that doesn't seem right you know, some people are like, well, he's gone. Yay. Voted blue no matter who. And it worked. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, a lot of people on the right and independents, even people, I know Democrats who voted for Biden were like, no. Sorry, no. I've even interviewed Democrats on this show. Well, not on this show, but when I did my, like, when I do my man in the street stuff. And they're like, yeah, I voted for Biden. I, I did not think he was going to win when I went to bed. And, and I woke up. I was very surprised. I can't remember his name. If I can find, I'll put a link to it in the description below. If I remember. Um, he was talking about how he, he went to bed and then when he woke up, at first he was confused as to how Biden won because he was the only one he knew. He lived in a fairly blue, traditionally blue area. He didn't know anybody who was voting for Biden. And even he wasn't very thrilled to be doing it. So he was like, well, Biden's going to lose, but you know, at least I can say I didn't vote for Trump. And then he wakes up was telling me that, he, yeah, he was like, yeah, Biden won. I was confused as hell as to how that happened. And, you know, at first, when Trump was saying that the election was stolen, you know, it kind of made some sense to me. You know, they really don't like him. You know, I don't like him, but I don't like him for other reasons. And this is the person I'm talking to. And it's like, yeah. But, you know, I think he's just 
wanted to stay in power, so he pushed a narrative, and it's like, alright, well, I, I, I'm not surprised you came back down to that as a conclusion, but everything up until that point was a very fascinating little insight. So, I don't know, man. I do not know. The election? Yeah. Um, there are things you have to tell the truth about and things that you know that nobody's going to be able to cross-check, right? And so there's a difference between sort of lying about a disprovable fact versus maybe shading your impression of what may have been in someone's mind. And the reporting is that it was always Jared's impression that Donald Trump actually thought he won. That's a little different than him saying, you know, we had a heart-to-heart -heart about it and he, he was absolutely convinced. You, you, again, you've been around. Yeah. Now... Again, I, I talked about this in 2020. Because of the pandemic and how easy... The, when people are easily afraid, the left will flourish. The right thrive in order. When everything's working and everything's in its place and everything's in tune, the right typically... If we're, if we're talking about the right, not in the uniparty sense, but like in like the Rand Paul, Grassley type. And even then, Grassley's sort of iffy with me. But, you know, the populist type. Anyway. You know, when things are working right and everything's going smoothly, the right can dominate and run the narrative. Because they can be like, look at our results. You know, this is what we're doing. Everything is so bad. Why is everything so good? If we're not doing great, point out to what we're doing wrong. But when things are in chaos and people are afraid and want answers, the right is fucking dog shit at it. Dog shit. So, in 2020, when everyone's afraid and both sides are being pumped full, and even Fox News is pushing a lot of this propag COVID propaganda bullshit, just a fear monger. And again, the flu wasn't counted in 2020. Flu vaccines weren't distributed in 2020. Dog. It's hard for me not to put some credit into the people who say COVID wasn't real. It was all a scamdemic when it was absolutely a plandemic and a scamdemic. But, you know, sure, perhaps yeah, I'm willing to humor the idea. I actually would be willing to argue on behalf of the idea that most of the deaths and most of the COVID cases we had in this country were actually flu cases. And since we didn't have a virus, have a vaccine, you know. Oh, God, I'm going to get some shit in the comments. But you know what? I'm not going to change what I have to say to maintain an audience. Find you. You can watch Sam Cedar about behavior like that. Now, we didn't have a chance to get a, a flu shot out. And I'm not one for the flu shot anyway. I don't really get it. I get my tetanus shot. And depending on if I'm going out of country or depending on where I'm going, I might get, you know, uh, what's it called? Rumbella vaccine. I might get something like that. You know, I'm definitely not getting any vaccine that was shit on the market in nine months. Yeah, not happening. Now, that being said, I'm just going to get back to the point at hand. Everyone was scared and worked up in 2020. Left, right, people were constantly pumping out misinformation, so no one knew what to do. They just wanted a different. So the people actually went out and voted for Biden, wanted something different, or they just wanted a Democrat in office. Now... With all the fear and everything, we were deprived of a culture war. And, you know, exciting things happened in 2020. Don't get me wrong. It was an eventful year that also feels like it didn't happen. Same thing with 2021. Started with a whimper, ended on a bang. 
interesting year 2020. Now, that being said, right, I keep saying that only because I'm that I've been up all night working on stuff and my brain's starting to fizzle out on me. And I'm waiting for this NOS energy drink to kick in, so my apologies for the haze. But going into 2020 or 2020 uh, 2024 people know a lot more about the pandemic on the left and in the and on the right and they're mad as fuck about it both sides have come to understand they've been lied to now both sides have come to a different conclusion about what the truth of the matter is but either way it has left a bad taste in these people's mouths for their own party and politicians within their own party politicians that they liked not too long ago not too long ago so, I, I, I find myself looking at the science here. I've been saying 2016's on its way here, and, and I think 2016 energy is largely... You know, 2016 2.0 is working its way here. But there's something extra charged in the air as well. And, and, and I wonder, will we get the 2016 energy plus all the pent-up shit? Because the 2016 energy we're starting to witness now... No, the normies being active and all the tactics that we saw in 2016 coming back into play for 2024. We should have seen in 2020, but, you know, pandemic this, pandemic that. People weren't talking about this kind of stuff. People just wanted to focus on the pandemic and Trump. That was it. Media spin, 24 hours. So we're going to get just 2016 2.0 on top of an already, like, craziness that a regular election would have are we looking for like an extra crazy type fucking year we'll see man rumors are already flying this shit's gonna get spicy i uh i wonder if a defamation lawsuit like how is the trump camp going to respond there hasn't been a response yet will there be a response a lot of media is already talking about the story so we'll see where it goes from here i'm gonna get some more caffeine in me because this this is uh, I'm, I'm brain fogging
thought it was all over. Hello, I'm Rumble. And I'm YouTube. YouTube, why are you dressed like that? Well, I've been seeing a lot of violations in the community lately, so I'm enforcing that. You mean like people not following your policies? Strike one! Uh, what if someone tells the truth, but it's labeled as misinformation? Strike you! Wow, what if I want to ask questions and have different opinions on things? Strike three! You're out of here! Now what? You may appeal to me in 30 days. Thankfully, we encourage diverse opinions and new ideas. Strike four! Dude, what? There's no such thing as four strikes. And I'm not even on your platform. Strike five! All right, I'm out. You're crazy. Later, dude. Strike six!